Now introducing the Minor Wisdom Trio! Minor Wisdom! Alright children, today I've got my middle school educator, director, theater extraordinaire, movies before 1994 extraordinaire, Larry Dogschlager back on the podcast. He was previously on the podcast on episode 13, episode 13, and now we are on episode, this is episode 158, so if I do my math correctly, let me just carry the, 145, right? 145 episodes since Larry's been on, so I had Larry back on, uh, this was recorded I think back in July, so July 1st, I think, is is when we recorded it, so uh, it's been a while since that recording came, and I've still got people that I recorded before that that are going to be on the next couple of weeks, and then we head into TXETA, and I hope people are registering uh, for that festival. I know numbers were a little lower than than I believe they want them to be, but I, I wholeheartedly think that registration is going to pick up now that we are back in school and people are getting their financial ducks in a row and getting their paperwork into their bookkeeper and saying, I've got to be there because you do, you've got to be there, TXETA, to kind of, you know, for the most part, kick off the year because it's uh, September that it'll be in, even though it's, you know, for some people, your first six weeks, if you're on a six-week plan, your first six weeks is done by the time we hit T- TXETA. Um, and for those nine-weekers, you know, nine weeks is almost up a couple weeks later. So uh, it's, it is kind of a refresher and kind of a kickoff to the start of the year all in one. But it should be fun, and I'm uber excited about it. We've got the, uh, you know, my role is exhibitors and making sure that they are happy and in booth set fit their needs and all that good stuff and so far so good and we've got a lot of exhibitors coming a lot of cool ones some new ones some that haven't been there in a long time some that have never been there and some that you see every time you show up and that's okay that's how it's supposed to be and so I'm super excited about getting that and yes we've got a month till that happens so I will be talking about it for a while I believe the early bird registration ends some somewhere around September 10th. If only I had a way to look that up. But and uh, but you can register all the way. I believe you can register on site. So uh, bring it on, bring it on to Gal- down to Galveston, Galveston, Texas. You can't get further south. You can, you can, you can get further south. But you can't get further south on 45 on the interstate than Galveston, Texas. One of my favorite stories. Actually, this has a little bit to do with Larry. Uh, my friend Blake and I, and no, it's not me looking in a mirror, but uh, my friend, my one of my closest, dearest friends in the world, is, his name is also Blake, makes it easier for us. But uh, long story short, we went and we wanted to experience a Waffle House in Galveston at 2 in the morning. We just This was back when we were in our early 20s, and we just wanted to experience it. And it was everything you would think it would be. Cops were called, not because of us. Food was thrown, not because of us. It was exactly how you would picture a Galveston Waffle House at 2 in the morning, how it would be. And uh, anyway, 
I digress. So Larry and I chatted. This is not like uh, the normal format, only because he's been on before. So if you want to hear him talk about things, you can go back to episode 13. That was literally years ago. And it's a completely different Larry. Uh, I don't see Larry, obviously, clearly. uh, Let me start over again. I don't see him nearly as much as I used to. I used to see Larry almost every Friday and Sunday for a very long time because we we had a tradition of going to Barry's Pizza, which was on Richmond. And um, uh, Barry's was a casualty of COVID as far as the restaurant is concerned. So that pizza place closed down. Delicious sausage pizza. Beautiful. Just really well done. Anyway, um, but obviously we don't do that right now because he now lives in Las Vegas, Nevada and is just thriving out there. And so uh, I just wanted to have him back on. You can hear like you can hear it in his voice how much he's just loving it. Not that he uh, part of the what I took out, what I edit, what I uh, took out at the beginning at the head of the, the convo was his sort of like uh he he pretty much explained that Houston wasn't for him you know like he loved Houston he's grateful for the opportunities that he had here and obviously all the kids and friends that he met along the way but uh it wasn't for him and so he's in Vegas now just living his best life and speaking of before the recording after the recording uh I wanted to mention that he mentioned that now he is more fulfilled by his former students that go into theater teaching. So he's, you know, I, I think we touched on uh, some of his former students going into the profession of performing arts and theater, uh, but he is more fulfilled by the, the students that go into education. And I thought that that was something that needed to be mentioned. Um, and it was, you know, just It's just, I just love Larry, one of my favorite people of all time. So this is a very conversational piece, not the normal, again, you'll hear my voice a lot in this one, uh, which I try to take out of most of the ones where we're just getting to know the person for the first time, but this is just Larry and I bantering and having a good time. Hope everybody enjoyed. Some of you went back for the first time this week. Uh, I went back to school Thursday no students yet. We have them next week, but uh, um, it was uh, you know it was great to get back and start over. You know, start doing the thing. And if you're a teacher that's dreading the first day, go do something else. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. I'm not gonna get on my soapbox about that. But hope you guys enjoyed this week's interview uh, with the one and literally the only Larry Doxlager. First of all, you know you never. When, when I first heard about this job opportunity, I, my first thought was there are children in Vegas, <laughs> you, you know, like a lot of yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and uh, Vegas has been, has been fascinating. I went on a, before I moved here, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos about the pros and cons of living in Vegas. And one thing that everybody gave as a con, which for me is a pro is you'll have no social life because it's a transient place. Right. And, you know, people, so, and so I'm able to, uh, you know, to go to school where I have a terrific time and then just go home and it's, and I'm isolated and I don't have to socialize and right. it's, you know, it, it's wonderful. Um, I, for whatever reason, Vegas is, I find it to be a very efficient place. 
I go to the DMV and I never have to spend more than 10 minutes there right. or the, or jury duty was like that. Yeah. You know, everything that normally is a huge pain in the ass is quick here. Uh, they, they just have a really good handle on stuff like that. I find the people friendly um, during the, during the pandemic, everybody was very compliant. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's just geographically, it's not humid, right? It's hot as hell, but it's not humid. Does um, the, does the compliancy and all that kind of stuff have to do with the fact that Vegas runs on outsiders income? And so they just, they, they don't want to shut down because they know how, how the city might oh, shut down. Absolutely. And, yeah, yeah. I never, ever, even in the midst of the pandemic, I never had to stop going to the movies. Yeah. A movie theater. I was always the only person in the auditorium, which says more about, I think the movies that I choose to see <laughs> than, than anything. But, um, you know, I think they had half capacity or right, whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, there was no drama with it. It just, you know, the, the, the pandemic speaking selfishly, the pandemic didn't really affect me. Right that much other than and i was grateful um because of the remote learning yeah which i was so when it first started everybody i got scared because everybody was like this is the wave of the future of yeah. education like the jetsons and blah, blah, blah. and i was so grateful that now everybody like it's widely known for a fact that it doesn't work. Right. Right. Not only does it not work, but it's harmful. Right. Um, on, on multiple levels. And now we know that, and we can just put that to stop even trying to, you know, yeah. um, there are a lot of things that we now know won't work and you have to do in person theater being one of them. Yeah. I applaud everybody who did, who did theater on zoom. Well, it's film, but yeah, yeah. Right. Ish. But, but don't even call it theater. Yeah, right. That's that was I I made that argument yeah. many times, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um but now we know it for a fact. Yeah. Um uh which which for me is very heartening. Right. Cuz as as you know, I'm not I'm a technophobe, I'm a luddite, whatever, you know. <laughs> um that that has not changed. Right. I'm uh and that has its advantages too. Yeah. Um, as well as disadvantages. I'm actually surprised the light is on in that office that you're in right now, that you found that thing on the wall that goes up and down to get that light on. Well, no, because oh. it'll probably turn off every so often it turns off and I have to do an interpretive. You have to wave your, <laughs> get it. Yeah. Get it on. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I do, I do need to circle back real fast. You said that every time you go to the DMV, why shouldn't you only have to go like every once in a while? <laughs> you, you, well, I've had you, to go twice. Oh, okay. You're just hanging out at the D yeah, just I, seeing right. <laughs> just people well, watching. <laughs> well, they have slot machines there. And it, no. <laughs> right. That's funny. Uh, well, that's good. So uh, I, I like what you said about um, how, how, how the social life element, you know, cause for me, I understand that knowing you as long as I've known you, uh, that, that you are, that you appreciate kind of the quiet, um, 
and not even the quiet really that's probably the wrong thing to say because you you will listen to things and watch things but you appreciate the 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 solo element of solitude yeah exactly. solitude but um i never thought of vegas as that as as this lack of social life because again i'm coming at it from somebody that goes there and then leaves a couple days later right. so yeah right yeah. and you only you're on the strip i assume yeah, I mean, I don't know where I was. I was just, been, I had so much to drink. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, the only time I go to the Strip is if, I, you know, out-of-town people come yeah. and they're staying at a hotel there. I'll go meet them at a casino for dinner or whatever. Right. But. What's the difference between a, a kid that's grown up in that environment and just the the big city? I mean, and I don't even know if you would call Las Vegas necessarily a big city in that in that uh, traditional yeah. sense, you know. Uh, but what's the difference between a kid that there and a kid here? I'm sure there are many, but one that sticks out. I, um, I don't know that there's much difference. Um, generally speaking, mm -hmm. I do know this and I, and I'm going to try and fail. I'm going to try <laughs> not to sound like a snob. Yeah. And I don't mean this to sound snobby. Are we recording now? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. That sounds That's, probably. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, but one thing that I found out really early on, you know, they don't have, and this is very much by design. I've been told many times they don't have the average idea of, of art yeah. here. They don't have museums. You can't see the one downside for me is that you can't go see an art film you can't see a foreign film or an you know unless tcm puts out you know right. the 50th anniversary of whatever um you can't everything is going to be the mainstream the comic book movies yeah as far as movies go they don't they don't want that because if people come here they want them to gamble yeah right and do the stuff that vegas is famous for and they don't want uh, so there's there's very little. There is some theater here, um, other than like Cirque du Soleil, right. the spectacular stuff, more and, traditional uh, stuff, yeah. Stand up and yeah. you know the stuff that you, but very very little. So and this community, and this is I'm not I don't mean to sound judgy. They're they're just not in. Just like I wasn't into football yeah. in Texas. They're not into it. Right. Um, we have, there are parents who don't come to see the plays that their kids are in just because they're not into it. <laughs> right. Just, right. You know, it's not their thing. Yeah. So, um, I was shocked when I first started working here, um, in my class of seniors, high school seniors, I said, we're going to learn, uh, we're going to study West side story. They hadn't heard of it. Wow. Yeah. Um, they were completely unfamiliar with it. The the musicals and the plays that they're familiar with are either Shakespeare because they read it in school, yeah. or they're familiar with the things that have been made, like Mamma Mia, right. it's been made into a popular movie. And they're into the, you know, what they know about movies is the Disney stuff. Yeah. The recent Disney stuff. Um and again, I, you know, I'm not I'm not judging. That's just what right. Is what it is. Yeah. So for me, it's been wonderful because 
everything that I introduce them to is new and exciting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas in Houston, if I were to introduce some of this stuff, it'd be like, you know, you know, can't we, yeah. that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, case in point, we did uh, with the seniors. I always choose a musical that we study in class. We read through it. We listen to the songs. And I did last year, I did, she loves me. And we just read through it and listened to the songs and they became so excited about it. They wanted to do it. Right. I said, well, we can't do it as the musical because there aren't enough parts. It's a small cast. Well, can we do it as a class? And it turned into the first student run production wow. that the school's ever done. They directed it. They designed it. They cast it. Um, and the whole class, the whole class turned into a production class. Wow. It was a, you know, and now we have, I think we're going to do it again this year where we're going to do our, another student run production. Right. Um, so they're thirsty for this stuff, right. uh, that they didn't really know that they were into as much as they are. Uh, does that have anything to do with you? I mean, I would guess yes, but you... I would, in, in, I think my enthusiasm yeah, you're, yeah, right. for it is, is infectious. Right. Um, so in, in that regard, yes, uh, because I'm going to bring to the table we we did a review and of course i brought all my weird obscure stuff <laughs> yeah. but again they don't know if they don't know the obscure from the not obscure because this is this is very new right. for them do you and the, and the community and the parents do you uh ha so every time you ask blake and i for a line like did you put a line in the in the in that production too or do are you putting lines in every show that you do every, every I, okay. show and in, in she loves me yeah that's why okay. i ask you so often well i i just i never i don't know if i ever knew what shows were worthy of the line or not i guess it's just every show i didn't i don't know if oh, i knew that no the 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 it's a tradition yeah, now yeah. that students ask for it yeah i mean i remember at emory watching some shows and be like that's <laughs> why why did that why did the cat in the hat just say that <laughs> but right anyway um, yeah the students ask for it and it, now it's a game where we see which is the i you know because i rewrite the whole script yeah. or retype yeah retype it. Write yeah. it i retype the whole yeah. script and i just put it in there and it, now it's a game to see which cast member can find the line yeah and sometimes it's easier than others. Uh, but in She Loves Me, it was something about, um, you know, this is the second time I've eaten today or something. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember. We've given you a lot of lines. A but, lot of lines. <laughs> yeah. Next year, you're going to be giving me five. I, I would love to make a tiny book of you know the, you know that just has like the, the haiku type book, but it's just the right. lines, the lines <laughs> from your shows. That would be great. Uh, right. so when it, when it comes to, um, these kids now, like, are, well, actually that has nothing to do with my question. Are you still teaching film? Yes. Do you, when you start the, the, or in the past here, when you have done your musical, uh, introduction of like whatever musical it is to those kids, do you go towards the film or do you stay away from the film if there's a film to be shown? So like with West Side Story, did you show them Cheetah Rivera and all that? You know, always, that... Yeah. If, if there's a film, we always do the film after 
the it's stage all, right. version. Okay. Um, and my film appreciation is just basically it's middle, it's for middle school. Okay. Um, seventh and eighth graders right. do the film appreciation. And just to make, just to be clear, I don't, I'm not, I don't teach filmmaking. Right. Even though we do make films on their phones. Right. Um, uh, just for fun, just so that they can use the terminology and, you know, and it's fun. Um, but it's really about, uh, and again, I don't mean to sound like that guy, but how to watch a movie right? because they watch the stars in the story and they think that's all there is in a movie. Right. And that's all there is to watch. And so we, we dig a little deeper. Uh, What's a what's a film? This is on topic, but off topic. It's more just interest. Something I would ask you over uh, a mm -hmm. nice egg custard. Um, yeah. What what is? Uh, have you ever had a moment when you're watching a film that you've seen multiple times in front of your kids that you were like, "Oh, I don't know if I ever knew that, or recognized that, or caught that, or like, have you had those?" Because you're a film buff, uh, especially with with a certain. Uh, a or not an age range, but a certain uh, generation of film. Um, right. Have you ever watched something and been like, "Oh wow, I don't, I've I've seen this movie a hundred times and I've never caught that." Um, yes, uh, sometimes it happens because you know films, especially nowadays, that people are so hyper. Um, and this isn't a criticism, but people are hyper aware of um, of, of stuff. So th there are a lot of times when I a movie that I used to show and I'll show it now and then realize, Oh my God, that, that doesn't fly too well these days. Um, I, I don't, I, I, I don't want to use the word political correctness or, yeah. you know, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and then sometimes I, you know, feel, Oh, let's address that and put it in, in the context of when the film came mm -hmm. out. But my favorite story about that is, um, you know, Laurel and Hardy, yeah. the, comedy team right from the yeah. 30s well oliver hardy uh had a tattoo that he got when he was very young and they always hid the tattoo in the movies so he was always wearing long sleeves or whatever blah, blah, blah. and uh they, they make it if you read about laurel and hardy you read about this tattoo and how it was always hidden so one time i was showing a film a laurel and hardy film it was just a scene yeah and one of the kids said, he has a tattoo. <laughs> it's like, what? What? <laughs> and I never had mentioned the tattoo or anything. Yeah. It's not even worth mentioning. And I didn't even know there was a movie in which you could see the tattoo. But one of the kids, that was that's, that's focused it, yeah. on it immediately. Um, so that I don't know if that answers your question. If that's <laughs> oh, an that's, example. Yeah, that's, you good. that's funny. Yeah. I, uh, what Do you know what, what is the tattoo? Is it? Is it PC? Or? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, it's, oh, okay. yeah, it's a little like a little heart or something, you know. Yeah. Um, that he got as a teenager. Yeah. And you can, you can now I know you can see it in one of the movies. Right. But <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, nowadays he just. I mean, even The Rock has been in movies where he's covered up his tribal chestish, you know, all that stuff. So you can do any anything with a computer nowadays. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what, uh, what are some of the things that that you have been able to do um, in Vegas 
that you weren't able to do here uh, because of just uh, uh, the mentality of uh, of those students, you know, being that you mentioned earlier, sometimes the parents don't even show up because it's just not their thing. It's not a lack of support. It's just, right. it's just not what they do. Uh, what are, have you been able to kind of push the limit a little bit there more or uh, not as much? And I don't, you've never been one to, to want to do the, the hard hitting, you know, uh, rough and tough uh, uh, shows or anything like that. So it's not like, yeah, know, um, to... I, you know, it's when I was, when I first came here, I was warned frequently that this is a very, very conservative community. And that in the past, they had done shows that, that pushed the envelope. I heard that phrase a lot. Yeah. That pushed the envelope and there were problems and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I, I do feel that, and at my job interview, I said, well, you know, if you don't push the envelope, you don't ever move forward. Yeah. And eventually they're going to go to college and they're going to, their professors are going to use this language and they're going to be given reading material with, you know, yeah. with these subject matters and these themes. Um, so my, my go-to has always been, if I can justify it, from a pedagogical standpoint, um, then then we'll do it. Yeah. If we're just saying the word "ass" just to say the word "ass," right? You know, but we just did Midsummer Night's Dream, and the word "ass" shows up a lot. Yeah. You know, and the kids were, are, are we going to say this? Are we going to say, well, yeah, because it's yeah, I can justify it. Yeah. You, yeah. Right. You know? Um. So. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not into the, and that's, that's part of the, that's part of the, um, challenge in choosing shows, right. um, you, and you know, you can either choose an old show, which nowadays, you know, you're dealing with context things, racism, uh, you know, misogyny, whatever, yeah. or you can choose a new show where they're talking about blatantly about sex drugs and rock and roll and using profanity and you can only do annie so many times <laughs> yeah <laughs> right? yeah yeah um which by the way i've never done annie yeah well, not, good. not that i wouldn't but i just haven't done it it's okay it's to stay away from problems. annie yeah 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 um so uh yeah it's it's very tough yeah um to, to find material that, that, uh, so, you know, like when we did drowsy chaperone, um, there's some stuff in there that pushes the envelope. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, if, if I can justify, and I sent an email to the community, you know, th this, this is, if this play were a movie, it would be rated this because yeah. it has this and this, and we included this because it teaches blah, blah. Right. That's actually, a. In middle school, uh, that was that was all Gail would say was this teaches blah blah, and right. uh, we had no idea what uh, blah blah was. But years later, I learned the blah blah. <laughs> well, <laughs> part of it, yeah, part of yeah. it is a CYA move. Yeah. Um, but do you remember you? I mean, you. I, I tell the story all the time about. Um, I won't say the name when we did anything goes yeah. middle school anything goes. And a parent overheard you using coming up to oh, me yeah. and saying, I can't get the damn 
light to work. And the parent was angry, not because you said, damn, yeah, but because I didn't correct you. Yeah. Because that's the appropriate time when you say, damn, is yeah. when the light will work and the show opens and, you know. Yeah. And I think the dim uh, dimmers were burning at that time too. They were smoking or on fire yes. or something. Yes. So, <laughs> I feel like Dan was pretty tame actually for that. <laughs> yes, it was. And, yeah. and, and this parent wouldn't let their kid be in the show and didn't tell anybody. Damn. I mean, the kid had a substantial role and, and we ended up like 15 minutes before the show restaging stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah. The, yeah. The, the, you know, that's, that's one of my many, many theater stories that, ev that everybody knows. Yeah. Well, Christy Wilson could only play so many parts in that show. So, uh, <laughs> I, <yeah. laughs> so she was great. That, that show had a profound effect on me. That was, that was a, such a fun time, uh, doing, I just, I don't know why I, do, I've done a hundreds of shows, but for some reason that production of my eighth grade, anything goes uh, sticks out like it was done yesterday. Um, I don't know. Is it because you were doing double duty? You were, I don't know. I just, th I, you were in it. I, th I think part of it was at the time it didn't mean much to me, but years later when I realized the magnitude in which that show, like how we pulled off that show, it's the same with 42nd street, which we had done the year before, uh, still thinking back to the magnitude of those shows done on that stage at yeah. Welch, um, and how big they were, uh, it sticks with me now, which again, I don't think at the time I understood the magnitude, but now it's like, holy crap, that's, or, excuse me, damn, yeah. that's, uh, those were some, those were some big shows for middle school, uh, yeah. and, and a middle school in which wasn't necessarily the wealthiest of schools and didn't have you know, the, the great, uh, necessarily, uh, community around it. But, uh, and by that, I mean, wealth wise, I don't mean support because it, it was hella supporting, but, yes. um, yeah. anyway, I just thought that was crazy, but, uh, that's neither here nor there. Go, go. It's not the warriors. It's the Huskies. I think now the Welch Huskies. Oh, yeah. Huskies, yeah. Or okay. wolves. No Welch wolves. That's what it is. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Welch. So you can still hold up two W's. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Which I know is what you're concerned about. That's why you came on back on the pod. Is I, I honestly don't know. I taught there three years. I don't know if you were to ask me what their mascot was, if I would have been able to tell yeah. you even yeah. back then without really thinking about it. Well, it was the Warriors, and uh, and they changed it, you know, because they're getting rid of that stuff, even though the Golden State War – anyway, don't – hey, Larry, Golden State or Boston – Oh, um, Golden State or Boston? Yeah, uh, I'd go with Boston. Okay, uh, Warriors or Celtics? <laughs> Wait, what was that sound I just heard? Oh, it was your <laughs> listeners turning off their <laughs> switching to another pocket. What was it? <laughs> War Warriors or Celtics? Um, oh, uh, Celtics. Okay, all right. All right. Well, you you were wrong on both accounts because it, it ended up being the other team winning, but that's okay. <laughs> that's right. that's a, for those people listening, uh, don't worry about what we just did. But uh, <laughs> that was good. That's one of my favorite games to play. <laughs> I too, even though I always lose. Um, yeah, yeah. You you haven't done well. Oh, the Undertaker's calling. Uh, just 
a spam call. My girlfriend, Scam Likely, who's always bothering me. Uh, speaking of cell phones, do you, are you you're you're an iPhone user now, huh? I am. How has how has that changed your life? Has it changed your life, or do you just use it for the phone or text? No, too? no, because I don't like to talk on the phone. <laughs> um, no, I it has it has changed my life uh, for good and bad. You know, um, this this is true. As much as I slam on technology, it has, and I, I've only re- realized this recently. Um, you know, I use it for Spotify yeah. and for GPS and stuff like that. Um, so it's useful. But one really positive way that computers and the cell phone have changed my life is that all of, you know, I have, you know, this, I have always had, uh, for lack of a better word, anger issues. <laughs> All 100% of my anger goes towards technology. Yeah, right. I can't remember the last time I was angry and expressed anger at a human being. Yeah, right. I'm so forgiving of humans um, because all of that, when I need to just express <laughs> rage, all of it goes to things now. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, which is, I think, very healthy. Yeah. Um, it's it's helped, helped in my relationships, my social life. Not yeah. that I have much of a social life, but um, certainly my teaching, yeah. you know, I, um, uh, you know, so that's that that that's a good thing with technology. Yeah. What's the what's the simplest fix? that you've ever encountered that somebody that you said, I can't figure this out. You little Timmy or little, little Jane come over here and help me figure this out. And all they did was turn it off yeah. and turn it back on again. <laughs> Mr. D okay. you just, you just don't have it on. <laughs> okay. okay. No, yeah. just anytime something's not working. Yeah. How do you do it? Turn it off and turn it back on again. And then boom. Yeah. It's crazy how you would think that, uh, there'd be some, uh, simpler way to do things you know um well good uh what else do you want to like throw out there uh i i want to listen to you i could listen to you all day but uh what what else do you have to to kind of offer up and and uh because we we could sit here and bore people with inside jokes and (laughs) all all types of stuff there's no our history uh i think if they listen to the first episode which i think podcast hosts are always supposed to say hey go back to the archives yeah don't do that in this case yeah i mean long story short you were uh my middle school theater director was it you came in in my sixth grade or my seventh grade seventh grade because i wasn't involved with 42nd street okay okay so uh seventh and eighth and then uh you know i went off into the magical world of hspva but you and i oh well i guess i guess i would say we kept in touch but we didn't really become friends until i became friends with other blake and we realized uh we both know this this mr uh is it pronounced doc slogger yeah uh but this yeah (laughs) uh we both know larry and then it became I kind of infiltrated your uh, traditions with with Snakey, and yeah. uh, and th- but then it you know I be I became and part I of was the sort of on the periphery of HSPVA because I coached yeah all these you coached people. a lot of kids getting so into it. Yeah. I knew a lot of 
they they were in what what we now call the Larry Loop. Yeah, who's we? We is everybody in the Larry Loop. <laughs> well, I've never called it that, so there was, I must. There was, kid, <laughs> there was a kid who I used to do shows with a hundred years ago yeah. at the JCC. Okay, and uh, he's he's an entrepreneur. Not doesn't do theater at all. Yeah. So he, he contacted me last week to tell me that he's now he's dating this woman, and it turns out that she Isn't... knew me because it was John Bass's sister. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so and I knew her before I knew John. So yeah. they were both in the Larry Loop. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. The, yeah. the the six degrees of separation via via Mr. Exactly. D. Yeah. But yeah, so you know, you and I since I would say since I was, I don't know, 15 or 16, maybe 16, uh, we've been friends and, yeah. uh, yeah. And, and so it's been a while, but, uh, and lots of inside jokes, like follow my lead and, uh, right. you know, things like that. So <laughs> just speaking of inside jokes, yeah. we, yeah, you mentioned her, but we should, we should mention Gail Silver. Yeah, I'm just, I'm sorry. I was grabbing this because this is something you introduced oh, me to. So, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, yes, Gail Silver. We yeah, we should mention Gail Silver. Um, I need to have her on. Well, uh, that was going to be my next question because yeah. she she definitely she was you know I consider her my mentor. Yeah, she taught me. You know, you're talking about the scope of you know doing doing you know these grand epic musicals with nothing. Yeah she taught me how to do that and that that was possible yeah because she um she is a visionary right and she would she would imagine these you know broadway style um things and then do them yep uh so um you know and that 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 gave me a lot of um and after that it was no big deal to do a show in the gymnasium or right. the school snackatorium or whatever. Um, because I, you know, if, if you have that vision and work toward that vision, then yeah, it's doable. Yeah. We, so, yeah, you should definitely have her on. We, we are part of the silver circle, if you will. Is that, oh, okay. is that there you go. All right. I couldn't, th I was well, trying to think of a Gale geometric figure, <laughs> something that goes with G, but the, you know, the Gale, geometry i don't that doesn't work but the silver yeah. circle that's that's pretty good that sounds like something you know uh, when jennifer and i went to iceland years ago iceland has uh the it's like the ring of, oh it's the ring of fire that's what it's called oh, okay. uh and in iceland and uh but i feel like the silver circle would be something you would encounter maybe even in nevada because isn't there like silver city isn't silver city a thing or am i making that yeah yeah, yeah. So the silver circle into the in the larry loop is just a little you know, is it, right. There's the, and then there's the Venn diagram where <laughs> yeah. some of you are in both. Yeah. 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 Right. Did you, uh, did you ever work with Miss Harrell, Wanda Harrell? Oh yeah. 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 Sure. Okay. Cause I, I've, I've wanted to have her on too. Cause she, she just recently retired, but then went back. Um, she's one of those people that is a, uh, she just wants to just keep teaching. So, yeah, well that I can certainly relate to that. Yeah. Um, uh, when I I went to school, um, you know, uh, this coming August 30th will be 10 years 
since I left Houston. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that long. Go to, to go to school. Um, and while I was there, as much as I loved going to school, I didn't realize how much I would miss teaching theater. Yeah. Um, but I missed it a lot. And so, and that's what brought you back. So is there an end game for you or do you just want to keep riding this wave until. So at this point, I'm so happy. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm in, I'm in a good place, not only professionally, but geographically. Right. Um, and, uh, and I'm having, again, I don't want to jinx it, but I'm having a, a terrific time. And I love this. Like I said, this group of students I'm working with now, uh, are so thirsty for this, right. um, that it's been, it's been just a joy. You know, that's my, um, I think it's important to, for I, the importance of, of niche, um, and so it's not just enough to be a theater teacher. Like if somebody asked me recently, there's, there's an equivalent to HSPVA here, yeah. uh, called LVA. And I was asked recently, you know, about my teaching there. And I'm saying, that's not, you know, I don't want to teach kids. That's why I didn't want to teach at HSPVA in yeah. Houston. I don't want to teach kids that that's their thing. Right. I want I want to teach kids that that isn't their whose thing that isn't to that, that it's fun to do this on the side and there's, there's benefits, you know, you, what you, what you learn that'll help you in your later life and blah, 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 blah. Um, I like the raw um, of, of a kid who doesn't consider themselves an actor or a singer and then gets up and starts acting and singing. Um, That's, that's where my strength is. And sometimes by coincidence, they end up doing it for a living. Yeah. But that, yeah, know, I was going to say you, you've had successful, uh, grads or people that have left your program. You've had quite a number of kids yeah. that go on into the, into the world of performance and entertainment that, yeah, but uh, it's, it's, um, you know, I, 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 I give myself, they give me credit sometimes very generously, but I give myself no credit for that. Cause that wasn't. I wasn't trying to teach them to be professional actors. Right. Um, right. Well, yeah, I think I, I understand that because at PVA, it's almost an expectation that they go off into the, the world right. of, of entertainment and yeah, no, I get that. That that's probably as far as whether you take the credit or not, it's still fulfilling, uh, for you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, you know, like you said, I'm a movie buff. When I was a kid watching movies, it never occurred to me that the people in the movies even inhabited the same world <laughs> that I inhabit. They were like, they were from another planet or yeah. something. And now to go to a movie theater and see a film and there's somebody I know right. in the movie or watch a TV show or hear somebody's name on it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Fulfilling is the understatement of the century. Right. It, it's, and it'll never, it'll never get old. Have you been, have you been thanked in an award speech? Do you know that you know of? Um, well, just, um, yeah, Josh Brenner thanked me in his Tommy tune. Okay. He was the first Tommy tune best actor winner. Right. And he thanked me that night, but he has mentioned me on quite a few, even recently, quite a few podcasts when they asked him how he started. Right. He always mentions me and Gail by name. Right. 
um, you know, which is just yeah. thrilling. Yeah, that's why you hear, and then in the background you hear the jingling of keys, and right, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Again, inside which I want to, which I want to hear <laughs> on. Uh, yeah, I need to. Uh, I will reach out there and get her on. Uh, so, Larry, I want to get you out with uh, any sort of, um, you know, wisdom. It's the name of the podcast, but uh, I, you know, you've you've gone through. I did not realize it's been almost ten years. It doesn't feel that long. No. Uh, but I, I, I know that you've had quite the change and I, I don't remember exactly when you were on in the grand scope scope of, uh, their first run of the podcast, but I want to say it was relatively early in the twenties, if you will, twenties or thirties of, of that time. So it was probably three or four years ago, uh, by this time, but I was, I was still in school. Right. So what, what has, uh, you know, some imparts, some some Larry loop wisdom, uh, onto, onto the people that maybe, uh, comes from your schooling, uh, or your new, new, uh, newfound love of dry heat, uh, or, you know, anything, anything that you've got inside there. Um, the, the biggest thing that I've learned is embrace is to embrace the randomness and not put, not put as much. I try to get this across to these kids, but it, but not successfully. And I get that because they're being just inundated with, you have to plan you, you're going to go to college and then you're going to go here and then you're going to do this and then do that. And life is not going to, life is going to say, yeah, no, (laughs) no. And the idea that just the notion that I would end up living in Las Vegas is so crazy and mm-hmm. so random. Um, people ask me all the time, do I gamble? I'm like, my gamble was moving here. Yeah. Right. Um, so embrace the randomness of, you know, when something happens that's unexpected, enjoy it. Just like with theater, you know, some something unexpected happens in live theater and you cover for it. That's where the magic is yeah. and it's memorable. Um, and life is the same way. Um, somebody, you know, you, you plan to say this line and another line comes out and, and just, and go for it. One of my favorite lines in any movie is the original Willy Wonka, where, where the mother says, he says, when will things change? Cause he's going through a tough time. And she says, when you least expect it. Yeah. And that is absolutely true. I, everything good that ever happened to me happened unexpectedly. Right. And I've, I've learned to just embrace that. Right. That's, that's the big thing that I've learned. My new-